It's another Manly Monday, and this Manly Monday, we're talking about inherent self-worth, a sense of inherent worth, specifically with a male point of view. I've talked about inherent worth before, but a bunch of conversations came up last week, in, in part because of the ongoing debate over Shadowheart in Baldur's Gate 3 that made me want to drill down on this because... Yeah, I'm hearing a lot, you know, a lot of guys, I mean, my, my one-on-one client base is mostly men. And so, you know, I get a lot of guys saying, what's, what's, what's inherent self-worth? I find that women, even though they think they don't have it, have a sense of the concept. But a lot of guys don't. A lot of guys are taught that worth is achievement driven. And that leads to a vicious cycle that I'll get to in a minute. Before that, help support this channel. Become a monthly patron. Patreon.com slash Leanna K. Or buy a one-time Leanna Care session for someone who uses it that can't afford it. Inspiring these videos. Coffee.com slash Leanna K. Or you can kick some money via GoFundMe to our men's groups that we have been putting in quite a bit of work shaping up the Discord that's going to be the intake for that. It's getting kind of exciting. I like the way it's shaping up. We've got a lot of um, cool levels that are going to make it accessible and yet, you know, an environment that people don't have to worry that somebody's, you know, spying on them through this. But the idea of inherent worth is the counterpoint to the idea that men are disposable. There's this idea that Western society sees men as inherently disposable in a way women aren't. And I don't want to fight about that because I find it's, a waste of time. People who believe this theory do so, I believe in part, because it's a way of indirectly feeling better about feeling worthless. The world, society, doesn't care about anybody. It, it, it doesn't you know business cares about the movement of goods society cares about you know mass groups of people your social environment your direct social environment is what actually cares about you and treats you as something and someone that is has worth or treats you as someone or something that is disposable and this Trust me, it's a very, very important thing to learn because you can change your social environment. You, you can. It is possible. It is within your power. But a lot of people don't feel worth enough to, to do it, to, to do that temporary loneliness. I, I came from this, you know, I... I got pulled into, you know, university women's studies because I believed all this, you know, I believed that the inequality in the world related to gender 
the Western world anyway, was much deeper than I now believe it actually is. But that's because I've, I was treated as worthless by a lot of people around me. And that was even with the benefit of having high school teachers that immediately invested. But I got into university after being told all through high school, they're going to appreciate you here. They're going to appreciate your, your intellect, your smarts, your curiosity. And the exact opposite was true. It was a factory farm. I was a number. The professors were nice, but not invested. There were too damn many students to care that much. And so, you know, disappointed and jaded, I got into women's studies stuff. Now, I figured out pretty early, because I, ironically, I owe a lot to a women's studies prof completely sandbagging me in a course. I don't know why she did this, but it possibly saved me from the brain worms because you get caught up in these things when you're at a vulnerable moment. We know this. We know people end up in white supremacist movements, gangs, religious cults, all this stuff. It's all about the first group to get to someone and make them feel wanted. We know this. And so because that women's studies prof screwed me over, I regained the, well, I, I, I was like, okay, now there's nothing for me. I don't belong anywhere. And some of these theories I see the point in, but, you know, sisterhood is bullshit. I don't know what this power anybody's talking about. And I think that that's very much, you know, everybody gets churned up by, by the world unless you have those immediate social supports. And it's very tempting to think there's some grand conspiracy. But the truth is that the people around you are what give you that perspective. You know, you don't feel disposable if you've got a friend that can help you out of a short-term financial crunch, for instance. You know, you don't feel like the world is against you if people are like, let me help you get back up on your feet. You don't feel pushed away if you're allowed, you know, the occasional breakdown or weak moment and people are kind instead of shunning you, right? Because these reactions, if people are kind to you when you're not being actively useful, that gives you a sense of inherent worth, that you matter to them as a person, not just as a producer of stuff, you know, not just as a tool, as a person. And I work with so many guys who have this intense need to be useful because it's the only thing that gives them validation. And the thing is, these are guys I think are really good guys. 
you know? I actually enjoy talking to them. I appreciate that they, you know, they, they pay me for the service of, you know, giving them tools and stuff like that, but I enjoy them as people. And so I look at this stuff and go, man, this is so not fair. Like, so not fair. Like, this is a good person. I can see their inherent worth. You know, when somebody signs up and tackles the tough stuff, they want better for themselves. There is something in them that sees that they have worth. But it's, it's, it's tiny and they can't completely access it. And the significance of inherent worth is that you deserve certain basics in life, right? You know, nobody owes you a relationship or a great job or anything like that. They do owe you dignity as a human. And that sense of dignity is... That comes from every exchange you have in a given day, right? If you are in an environment that treat you with dignity, even when somebody can't help you, you know, you feel like the world gives a shit. Even though the world doesn't, the people you interacted with did. But, you know, if you go through a whole bunch of tiny interactions that are impersonal and even dehumanizing, well, no, of course you're not going to feel like you're worth very much. We do all these lectures about you have to believe you're worth it. And that that is broad strokes true. There is something that I, I know I had to build. And I had to do it the fucking hard way because I didn't have somebody going, no, this is what you do. I had friggin' nothing. I had a bunch of platitudes. But, you know, I had to realize, no, even if everything the people talking shit about me is true, I'm still a human. And so there are still lines that should not be crossed. And I make sure to extend that even to people I cannot stand. You know, when I am just seething with, you know, with hatred. And it's very rare I actually hate somebody, but it does happen. I'm seething with hatred if somebody's like, they are a person? Don't cross lines. You know, and one of the big lines I do not cross when I really don't like someone is I will not spread lies about them, even if it's convenient. I just won't. I won't knowingly spread lies. And if I do find out I said something that wasn't accurate, I will correct it. Um, it's because there are just certain things that when you validate that humanity in others... You validate it in yourself. That's how I found the way to have a sense of inherent self-worth. By being decent to people I despise. And there are other ways. You know, some people find affirmations work. I don't, 
I don't find they work because I'm an asshole. And, you know, every time you are worthy, bullshit, you know, like I, I can't, it doesn't work, right? Show me the proof. I like proof, you know? Um, that gesture of, I don't like this person. I'm not going to go there. You know, there's certain words I won't call anybody. There are certain lines I will not cross regarding anybody. My integrity, my reputation, and my humanity has been too hard earned to squander it with a petty dehumanizing act of revenge. You know, I still remember the days where people just assumed I was lying about everything involving games. It, it, it was a really dark time in gaming. I understand why people were suspicious and thought I was a grifter and all that stuff. But I know how dehumanizing it was to be treated that way. And every time I don't go there, every time I treat someone else with the dignity of personhood, even when I'd really like to take the shot, that's about me, not about them. Because that's reminding me Everyone deserves this. Even the worst damn person in the world deserves this. That's something you can control. That is the beginning of building your sense of inherent worth. And from that comes things like, now I don't think other people are responsible for my feelings. Maybe you do, but you know, maybe not. Healthy people realize I'm responsible for what I do with my feelings. Nobody makes me do things unless it's an abusive situation. And then, hey, time to check that one out, right? If you really believe that you are being forced into certain things, that is a warning sign that you are being abused. So check it out. But usually, you know, somebody says something that pisses you off. They don't make you do what you do because you're pissed off. Very important, you know. You are not required to respond. You are certainly not required to respond in kind. You can take a moment and strategize. And that's the first benefit of an inherent sense of self-worth is when people come at you, you don't panic so much. It's just, eh, you know, eh. And there's a great moment in God of War Ragnarok where the, the huntress in, in that one level, I won't spoil anything, but it's this really cool like multi-stage boss and all that stuff and they have, they have to kill her. But, you know, Kratos, Kratos is like, he's almost kind of bummed that they have to do it because he's just 
she's just protecting her territory and she sees them as intruders. And so he respects that game knows game. That was a cool moment. I'm like, I understand this, you know? The next thing is that when you have that sense of self-worth, inherent self-worth, risk and rejection become somewhat easier. It never gets easy. Rejection sucks. It hurts. But admitting you're wrong, recovering from rejection, taking calculated risks to play to win, not play to not lose, become easier. Because if you audition for something or apply to something or approach someone and they are an insulting, rude asshole to you, your instinct is, I didn't deserve that. I wouldn't do that to another person. That guy's an asshole or that girl's an asshole or that non-binary person's an asshole. And this is not a missed opportunity. This was a dodged bullet, right? Like, I don't want to be there because that's an asshole. If you are so desperate for somebody to tell you you're good, I don't know how that's possible to do. Because I was there, even the worst people in the world, I like wanted them to like me, in part because people told me that I should want them to like me. Um, now, that's why I embrace the asshole. It's like, I am not a nice person. I am an asshole, you know, because fuck them. Fuck that guy, gender neutral guy. And that's a, a sense of, and that's when people start going, you're not an asshole. It's like, yeah, you don't hear my inner voice. I kind of am. I stop myself from saying certain things because I respect myself. And so I respect other people. You know, I'm aware of tendencies I want to not come out. And that's why I don't give excuses to people who take the easy way out through lying or manipulation instead of persuasion or by being a bully or by just making things about things it isn't about, like appearance-based attacks over opinion or over personalizing things or making false accusations or all that stuff. I'm worth more than that. I don't care about the other person. Fuck them. This is about me, right? And I get a lot of people, you know, coming to me for like relationship work or friend work or, or just like an intense, intense fear of rejection, wanting to belong, wanting to connect, but just being terrified. And this is the start of it and it does manifest uniquely in men because from the time men are little babies little baby boys right and this is why the assigned male assigned female at birth thing makes sense to me not because of some political you know signaling because we know Adults treat baby boys different than baby girls. And 
if you put a baby boy in like pink, like you dress a baby boy up as a girl, even their own parents will treat them differently. And that's why the whole, yes, we do assign roles right at birth because boys are soothed less and it's slower when they cry. Boys all through their raising, people who, who, are, who are raised as a male, they're treated rougher than girls. And neither is better or worse because there's, there's negative trade-offs. Like I was, I was treated much more guy-like than girl-like. My sister was the sweet little thing that everybody coddled. I was like, what are you crying about? I'll give you something to cry about, you know? And I learned how to navigate a difficult world. I'm also an asshole. That's the trade-off, you know? People tend to think my sister is a much nicer person, but there's less resiliency there, right? Um, this, you know, I would prefer to correct for all these problems. Like, let's be gentler on boys. Give girls a little more credit that they can do it, that we don't have to save them from themselves at the first opportunity. Like, neither of these are good. But we know that because of that socialization, we are going to see more of a particular avoidance in men. We're going to see very distinct self-esteem issues in men because the the construct, the box they are trying to fit into is very different from the box that girls are trying to fit into. And as somebody who doesn't fit neatly into either box, and so, you know, constantly gets criticized for being too much or not enough, I feel you. I hear you, you know? I also had the experience, this was very eye-opening, of writing in male voice as a, you know, as a TV writer, a joke writer for men. And so I'd give men jokes and they go out and they tell the joke. And, ha, 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 ha. You know, I couldn't go out and tell the same jokes. It'd be, huh, like this, this weird contempt. I was like, whoa, this is really different. And that's when people start going like, oh, you did it wrong. And this, that, the next thing. No, no, no. I'm very amusing. Fuck off. Uh, it was that the expect comedy is all about tell me you're going to do it. Do it. Tell me you, tell me you did it. Expectation, payoff. Expectation, payoff. And the minute you walk up, people have a certain expectation about you. You know? There's a certain person... People are, oh, he looks like he might be funny. You know, the whole women aren't funny thing. You, you really have to understand how people are perceiving you to get a good outcome. And one of the things I had to pivot to with games is because I was so treated like such dog shit as a games journalist. And that, that's why I, I sympathize with the people in the games press who behaved very, very badly during the whole Gamergate thing is we don't see we didn't see ourselves the way rank and file gamers saw us we saw ourselves as powerless they saw us as powerful and because i bothered to talk to those rank and file gamers who called me a whole bunch of names 
not very nice names. Oh, Lordy. But, you know, the ones that were cooler, um, and I respect the hell out of the people who would have a conversation, is like, well, this is, what? wait, you think this about me? All right, I got to change my approach because, you know, if I thought that about a person and they came at me in this way, well, I'd think they were a shitbird too, right? That's how it works. But you need that, that core to hear the tough stuff instead of being reactive. And what I heard during that whole period was just a bunch of people were waiting for someone to set the example but no one had the sense of self-worth to do it. And so a lot of people got taken advantage of by a lot of opportunists. And so then they saw opportunists everywhere because they blamed themselves for being taken advantage of instead of blaming the opportunist. You know, those people took advantage of people's pain and trust. And that's a problem with not trusting, but we can talk about it another time. Because if you don't trust, you trust all the wrong people. Because only, you know, manipulators will get pushed away that many times and keep coming back. Most people will go, well, this is a waste of my time. I'm moving on to someone who doesn't falsely accuse me of shit, you know, who isn't keeping me unfairly at arm's length. I deserve better. So this is one of the things we're going to work on with the men's groups. And I do think it will be powerful for guys to realize they're not alone. Because this sense of self-worth that, that you build through other people thinking you have worth is really powerful. You know, it just worked, it worked out so well last week that a guy I work with in, in, uh, in a group setting and individually happened to miss the group that week and we just so happened to talk about him not feeling like he fits in not knowing how other people see him and I said well I happen to know what people think about you because you know I, I saw it and here's what they said you don't get that win without the group dynamic Imagine how powerful that is. You can only do that if you've got, you know, the one-on-one -on -one supports, but also the group dynamic where people can get proof that people will see them as having value. I mean, you, you got to behave. You got to treat other people with respect, but obviously, right? This is how it works. So this is what we're doing. Help support this channel. Become a monthly patron. Patreon.com slash Leanna K. Or buy a one-time Leanna Care session for someone who can use it but can't afford it. Coffee.com slash Leanna K. Or the aforementioned men's groups through GoFundMe. You can directly support it right there. Thanks for watching Manly Mondays.